my name is Stephen Liam, the founder of Sermon Audio, and it's been a while since our last video, and a lot has happened since then. We had our Foundations Conference. It has come, and it has gone, and it was a blessing. We had two full days of preaching and praying, and to summarize, we had Mark Acevedo start things off with a prayer talk in our early morning prayer meeting. Then I made some opening remarks on United Prayer. Steve Pettit brought some greetings from Bob Jones University. Joel Beakey brought a message on Christ's prayer for the church's unity. John Vaughn, the word in conversation. Clarence Sexton, the power of the pulpit to shape a nation. Steve Lawson brought the final address, the devotional life of David Brainerd. For day two of the conference, Curtis Knapp brought the prayer talk for the early morning prayer meeting. After that, I brought some remarks on cancel culture and the vault. Todd Friel, reasoning from the scriptures. Joel Beakey, restoring the family altar. Armin Tamassian, a prayer meeting with Jesus. Clarence Sexton brought his testimony with the title of Not Many Mighty. Steve Lawson closed the day as well as the entire conference with the mandate of expository preaching. So, all in all, it was a blessing. It really was. And if you missed it, maybe next time. We also had the great joy and privilege of meeting for the first time many of our friends from United Prayer that gathered for the conference. It was an extraordinary blessing to be able to enjoy the fellowship in person. At the end of the conference, we enjoyed a special dinner with all the speakers and our sermon audio staff, and that was the icing on the cake. The comments by Dr. Clarence Sexton at that dinner summed it all up for me. I think there's more going on here than just having this Foundations Conference. There's a launching of like-minded people about the work of the Lord. Uh, I, I, I feel privileged to just be near it, not necessarily in it, but near it. And I want to thank you again. I want to thank you again, St Stephen Lee. I appreciate you and your wife, your family. What do you say? You've had the greatest meal you could possibly have and with the nicest people you know. You've enjoyed two fabulous days of spiritual food. But what shall it all accomplish when we leave here? I hope we develop some of these friendships. I hope our eyes have been opened up to the fact that God's family is bigger than we estimate it to be. And that some people that we thought were so different are not quite as different as we thought they were. It was a blessing. And we thank God. As I mentioned on the second day, that first address that I gave was on cancel culture and the vault. It's a very important address, and even a month after the conference, we just heard reports that YouTube has labeled John MacArthur's sermon that he preached recently as hate speech. This is just another indication that what we are attempting to do 
by building the vault on the campus of Bob Jones University is the right move and is necessary. I'd like to play for you just an excerpt from my talk on the vault. There is a long-term secure storage facility tucked away in the side of an icy mountain above the Arctic Circle between Norway and the North Pole called the Svalbard Global Seed Vault, or commonly called the Doomsday Vault. Its purpose is to house all of the world's seeds securely so that in the event of an apocalyptic situation or a global catastrophe, the seeds will be preserved to allow nations to grow various foods again. That's the doomsday vault. Well, we would like to build a doomsday vault of our own. Except in this vault, we, we would be housing the good seed. The good seed of the preached word in the event of a catastrophic breakdown in relations with cloud providers and platforms. The bottom line is simple. It is imperative that we make every effort and take every step to ensure that the millions of sermons that we have in our repository are preserved for posterity for this generation and the next. To be absolutely clear, it is vital that these sermons are preserved and protected from any threat of cancellation. You know, this conference was largely revolving around Acts chapter 6, verse 4, which reads, We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. As part of the effort to give ourselves to the ministry of the Word, I began a new little project called Read With Me. It's a very simple concept, and essentially, we are trying to create space for the entrance of the Word. What do I mean? Sometimes it feels like we're living in a constant state of noise and distraction. Our world, the news cycle, social media, entertainment, technology, politics, churches, schools, friends, and busyness generally of our home life. It's like trying to light a fire in a whirlwind. We need to create space, a space of stillness and quiet so that we can meditate on the word. During combat, there are times when you need to create a perimeter to give your group breathing space. We are similarly in a war where the enemy of our souls is hard at work to disable or weaken every believer, to weaken the entire efforts of the kingdom at large. We are creating a perimeter. Why one hour per chapter? Well, this forces us, I believe, to slow down and learn to meditate. By reserving a block of one hour, if you read too quickly, then you'll just get to the end of the chapter. You can just stare at a blank page, or you can read slower. You can reread. You can meditate. You can contemplate. You can chew. You can digest and glean. This takes time. The Bible is not fast food. So read with me. You're not meant to be reading what's on the screen with me, but think of us sitting together in what used to be called a reading room. I'll read my Bible. You read your Bible. We just happen to be reading the same chapter at the same time. If it helps you stay focused, great. I'll be doing this live each night at around 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
on Sermon Audio on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. I invite you to read with me. And finally, I'd like to make a comment about our United Prayer. This is our daily Zoom prayer call that we host with saints all around the world. We are approaching our 400th day of United Prayer. I host this along with Rick Cross, who is essential for the operation of this daily United Prayer. But he recently had an opportunity to preach at a church called Morningside Baptist Church, and he mentioned what this United Prayer is. I'd like to play it for you right now. I want to encourage you with this. At noon, every day in America, on Zoom, led by SermonAudio.com, who's located in Greenville. Stephen Lee, the, the founder of Sermon Audio, has every day at noon, he hosts some days, I host some days, a Zoom prayer meeting. Yesterday we had at 10 o'clock on Saturdays, um, we, had a, we had 76 people from around the world, some of them struggling with English, praying together for revival and awakening. I would encourage you, if you want to be a part of that, take a card off our table, send me a note, I'll send you a link. This is why I say that. We were praying for David. It was a fellow in Grand Rapids who's from Argentina. He had a friend named Anna in Argentina. He said, let's turn our prayer cannon on Anna. Amen. And so for the next few days, on this prayer call, we call it, um, we started praying for Anna. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna is a model in Argentina. She was in deep sin, deep darkness. Anna trusted Christ as Savior. Then, you need to pray for Valencia. She's Argentine, but she's in Spain. We prayed for Valencia. Valencia trusted Christ as Savior. Both of these girls, and another girl girl named Melini that was away from the Lord, now she's back, and another man named Steve that lives here in town. I mean, we're praying for unbelievers, and these people are now on this Zoom prayer meeting as New believers, and they're crying out to God, saying, God, I was in deep darkness. But now I'm in the light, the glorious light. of They don't know how to pray. They're just crying out to God. And folks, there is not a dry eye on the 76 spots, and sometimes 80 and sometimes 60 spots on this Zoom prayer meeting. Praise the Lord. Even to the point of two weeks ago, I think it was, about two weeks ago, there was a girl in Iran there's a, there's a man, there's an Iranian pastor who lives in London. He uploads his sermons to Sermon Audio. He's tracing now 36,000 downloads a month in Iran. Incredible. People are getting saved and letting him know it's because your sermon. There was a girl in Iran who was deaf and dumb, who trusted Christ as Savior. Yeah, remember that. Her parents wanted to have an arranged marriage with a Muslim man. She knew she couldn't marry a Muslim man. They were hostile to her, beat her. She escaped the house. She started moving toward the Turkish border. The police were on, were, were tracking her. Mm-hmm. They arrested her at the Turkish border, put her in detention. We found out about it. And during a prayer call, we were praying, God, would you please let her be released? Somehow, would you let her make it to freedom? And folks, this is not sensationalism. This is almost a Paul and Silas thing. But during the prayer meeting... This man in London got a text. This girl had just been released from prison. And we were praying for her. He says, God, folks, you got to realize this. God's people praying together for gospel advance works. Yes. 
This is beautiful. That. that was amazing. So could I encourage you to be militaristic? The time is short. Time is short. The urgent. The, the need is urgent. Could we be praying together? Even as a learning together, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. And God's people praying together is a powerful tool for gospel advance. Amen. Friends, will you consider one more time to join us, to pray with us? It's a very special and simple prayer time where we focus our hearts on revival. Read with me and pray with us. Thank you. Thank you.